Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hey there, this is Jerry, Jan's producer here. You were probably expecting to hear the dulcet tones of Jan Bayless opening this podcast. Sorry to disappoint you, but rest assured this is only a quick introduction from me. Jan is still away enjoying some well-earned quality rest time, but for now, Jan and I recorded this session before she left to keep us going. Today we're going to be talking about love languages and what are they? Hey Jan, I thought this was a great one to have a chat about love languages and what are they? Um, because I reckon what I did some reading about it um, and I reckon they can really help people communicate in relationships. Absolutely. I'm um, a great one for allowing people to, in my counselling room, especially when I'm talking to couples and individuals, of course, just to, for them to be able to check in with, with what their love language might be. But it's a really lovely way for uh, people to get to know a little bit more about what their partner um, may be thinking and feeling and how they can tune into that because it's really about tuning into how another person perceives their world around them. Mm, so actually understanding your partner more fully mm. and what makes your partner tick yeah. rather than just assuming that what makes me tick makes them tick. Yeah, and it's, it's so interesting because... Um, the five love languages that um, Gary Chapman, Dr. Uh, Gary Chapman wrote, and I think it was over 20, 30 years ago, um, is words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service and receiving gifts or gift giving. And it's interesting because uh, some people will say, oh, I, I know, if it, especially if it's a, in a couple counselling room, uh, one person might say, well, I know what yours is. And, um, you know, or you're, you just like uh, physical touch. Um, and it's almost like they're saying, uh, yeah, I know what it is, but I can't give you that. Mm -hmm. I can't give it the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And it opens up a whole big discussion in a counselling room with a couple in particular um, around what that means to them and and what would it be, uh, even in the simplest form, if it was physical touch, for example, would they be able to give that um, at all to their partner? Um, and, you know, what that would mean to them if they could. So it's a big exploration goes on mm -hmm. with something like that. So Chapman, um, so he's identified these five very different aspects of communicating love with someone else or receiving love from someone else. but they're, And they're very different for words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service and receiving or giving gifts. That's five very, very different ways mm. to show or, or to, um, to, to want to receive love. So if someone's doing one thing and the other one is expecting the other, there's a real mismatch there. Hey? Absolutely. And uh, it's like some people, for example, um, they might want the physical touch. However, their partner only can do acts of service. They're showing their love by um, doing 
doing things. Yeah. Mm. And some will be showing their love by giving. Mm. So they'll be giving gifts because they can't give perhaps the words of affirmation that their partner mm. might want. So this becomes a real struggle in a relationship. So once it becomes a little bit more identifiable and you can pull it apart and talk about it, and if the couple is willing, as hard as it is to begin with, it can actually open up and and create a beautiful space Mm. for them to begin to think about moving forward in their relationship. That's interesting. So let's say someone someone's listening and, and this is the first they've heard of love languages, which I'm sure for quite a lot of people it would be breaking those five love languages down. And they can really be seen as a different language because someone speaking in words of affirmation is going to be completely different for someone hearing in quality time, for instance. So with a couple or, or someone listening to this for the first time, they can probably quite easily identify for themselves what love language do they speak, hey? be quite a simple thing to check in with yourself, go, what do I think is is an expression of love? Mm. But then the next step would then be going to their partner and saying, how do you show love or what do you want me to do? Would that be sort of a good second step? You know, what is your love language? Take that yeah. to your partner and go, here's five love languages which resonate with you. Yes. If people are doing this um, on their own before they come into a, a couple mm. counselling session, they often are exploring that. They might have heard it somewhere and they've just decided to, to check in with that. Then they want to know how they can do this, how they can actually make that work. And people have come to me and said, yeah, we, we know that this is the way it is, but we, we're just struggling to understand how that's going to, how we're going to work this in our relationship. Um, and so at least they've got an idea about what it's all about. Um, and it's, it can be as simple as um, I get sort of help to people just to tease, we tease it out a bit. And and I get the, the person say, that might say, want words, no words of affirmation is theirs, um, and the um, their partner might be quality time. I need to spend time with you, and often the person that loves words of affirmation might be saying, "Well, I don't really feel comfortable about spending quality time with you because you're not really understanding me. You're not tuning into my emotional well-being." Mm, so why would you want to spend time with someone if you yes. don't feel connected to them? Yes. And you're and, not feeling connected because they're yeah, not speaking the same language. They're not speaking the same language. Mm. And and look, and some people will say, well, I, I just have acts of service and quality time. I know that's me, you know, or something like that. And we can have difference. And it's interesting, sometimes we can have them um, more strongly at different times too, you know. Mm. So it's about really just understanding that. Um, so it's about being able to tune in knowing that we are we are humans we are we're molded in a certain way and and that's usually be from coming from our childhood experiences our family of origins that sort of thing so we're molded and and we've learned different ways of being and we've witnessed and and, and seen things that that has stayed with us so it becomes the way we feel we are and sometimes people feel as though they they can't they don't even recognise that that's an issue, or they don't, then they might think, well, I can't give a quality time if, you know, um, 
if I'm not getting, mm. you know, what I need. Um, but what we do is we gently start to say, what do you think you, now you know that uh, your partner is words of affirmation and your quality time, what do you think you could do to assist, say, for example, the, the words of affirmation? Is there something you feel you could say? to your partner and you then the partner and you, him, they might say something and then I check in with them and say, would that be enough to begin with? Then if that was the case and you were hearing that, how comfortable would you be to spend a little bit more of what your partner wants around quality of time? It's like a little bit of giving, a little so bit It's of only taking. a tiny bit mm. to begin with because you can't just go jumping in too, too quickly because as I said, it's, it's it's a way of being. And it's actually like taking that metaphor, it is actually like learning a whole new language. It is. It's learning a whole new language mm. and it's about bodily um, ways of being um, and knowing that uh, if you're wanting to really, really uh, respectfully build on your relationship and allow it to grow in, in a way maybe even more a better way, then it's a, it's a beautiful way of just letting another person know that I can be there for you in with the mm. ways you want it and I'm going to give, I'm going to allow myself to try this out. Mm. I'm, allow my, I'm going to allow myself to tune in to what you want. And, and that's not like what I'm hearing is you're not asking people to fundamentally change. You're just asking people to be open to a what makes their partner tick? Just, yes, just be able to say, like, I'm really understanding now. Of course you are words of affirmation. I get it. Hmm. And I can perhaps see how you might crave that at times because I don't offer that to you. I don't hmm. give that to you. And that's such a great... What a light bulb moment in a relationship yeah. when you suddenly have a realisation that, oh, my goodness, all these ways I've been showing you that I love and care for you, you've not been understanding that. Mm. That's amazing. It is. And and I've seen it. In the, in the, it's a beautiful awakening in a couple's mm. session in particular. And especially when they come back and I check in to see if how it's gone, if they've been doing mm. it. And the difference, you know, and they can tell me what um, what they're able to do mm. for each other, and and I and I often say to them, allow them, allow yourself to feel if it's if it's happening a nice warm glow, allow yourself to feel it, and so you'll be ex- putting that out there to the other person, and also if you're noticing the other person doing something that you really appreciate. Say it. Tell mm. them. Tell them. Say, I really appreciated that. Thank you. I know you're trying. Mm. I know it's hard for you because it is going to be hard. It's not going to be easy to get this right or it's not meant to be right, but it's, it's, even that it's not going to be easy to, to get this sorted. But it's like little steps together and that's something as well that can really help with your relationship because you're doing something. It's like you're learning another language together. It's like you're going to night classes Mm. and learning a foreign language together, Mm. which is a lovely thing. Mm. And I know um, it's it's so hard, I think, at times for people that do 
in particular this acts of service, for example, um, because um, they people don't really the one that might want um, more, they might want words of affirmation or whatever. Uh, don't see that them just by doing stuff is their lo- is a love language. Mm, that's right. <laughs> it's like a really simple thing. It's just that well, that's what you do. Yeah, you know? yeah, but it's so, actually the way they show that because they they haven't perhaps had an opportunity to develop a, a truly um, emotional side of them that they could share mm. at a young age. So they didn't. They don't know how to do anything else but. Do X. Yeah, that's that. That's the way they show. Yes, and that's what they've been shown. Yeah, it's what they've mm-hmm. been shown. And it's very to take the metaphor, uh, keep with the metaphor of language. Like, I feel very lucky that now, like today, Mel and, Mel and I have always had the same love languages. But I've been in relationships in the past where it has literally felt like you know when you're in a foreign country and you don't speak the same language. Mm. And it feels very lonely and you feel like, does this person not actually want to be with me even though, you know, you're in a relationship? Mm. But then you find out afterwards that, oh, yeah, they did actually want to but it's just that their language was completely different to my language. Yeah. And it's a beautiful way of being able to communicate with your children too. Mm. Yeah, right. And let um, find out what it is that you believe your, where your child is coming from and perhaps uh, learn to tune into that a bit more because your child has got the DNA of both parents. So they're coming from perhaps a different place to you because they might have more of their mother or their father. Mm. So it's and then you can sort of just work out where you are with what you're feeling and allow your child to sort of um, show you what theirs is, their love language is, and be able to start to begin to to work with that with the child so you have a better understanding of them. So I wonder how often, I just had this realisation while you were saying that, like how often do we consciously check in with either our, our significant others or our family and our children about, you know, what is your love language, like having that conversation with your children and saying, look, you know, these are some love languages mm. which resonate with you. But mm. how often do we even check in with our significant others? It's almost like maintaining a car, you know. It's like have that maintenance ongoing. Let's just check in every so often mm. um, and do those little tune-ups of your relationship. Because I think sometimes, and I'm I'm really one to just not run into the ground but just keep it running without maintenance sort of thing, you know, and, and going, oh, you know, we're speaking the same language but everything will be okay soon or or everything's okay now. But to actually take that time together to go, how are we going? How are you going? How's our language going? How's Mm. How are we? Mm. And to do that with our children as well, I think, is probably something that people wouldn't think to do. Mm. And I think it's it's, it's really good um, even from an early age to be able to begin to understand Mm. where your child, where your child is. You know, because uh, they then you'll get to understand them mm. a lot more. And also that's a gift for them later in life for their mm. relationships because then they yeah. can go into a relationship knowing this is what I need for someone to show that, you know, they care for me, they're invested in me and they love me. Mm. Because some kids, they 
um, they they might want a lot of, uh, say, for example, parents' time, you know. Mm. They want to be with their parent. Um, and uh, that, that can be really hard for a parent that's thinking, well, you know, this is just a bit much. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so it's about but if you understand it, you can talk to them about it and you can say, yeah, I know you need mum's attention right now. I'm just, just and then just saying, I, I will be happy to give it to you. I'm just not able to do it right now mm-hmm. and I will. And just be up so you can verbalise that you're going to, because the child gets a bit panicky if they want your attention but they don't, mm-hmm. they're not getting it. So, um, and other other children can be uh, wanting praise, they're wanting to be told that they're doing well or all those sort of lovely things that you may not even realise that your child is wanting and that, that's important to them because if you're not saying, yeah, you did well or uh, if some parent's saying, oh, well, yeah, that was good, that was okay, they're not really tuning into the fact that the child needs more about what they've done, more praise or just be able to discuss what they've done and the other parent just has probably learnt just to brush that off because that might have been what happened in their childhood. Mm-hmm. So they're not, you know, that, so that's the, that's a bit of a mismatch until you get to understand that it's really important that that child gets to hear fully what they they need to hear, which is a little bit more information. Yeah, uh, could be around um, that's a beautiful drawing, not just yeah that you did well or you yeah, that was okay. And you can say <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's, that's a beautiful <laughs> drawing. I love the colours you've put into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible at words of affirmation with children. Um, and it's something that Mel and I were actually talking would be a really good topic of conversation to have um, on one of your uh, episodes was parenting on the same page, mm. which we touched on it briefly when we spoke about core values yes. um, in one of your episodes. And I think looking at that with regards to parenting on the same page would be like super um, mm. helpful, I think, for people to, to have a bit of a um, uh, an exploration into that, to have a bit of a conversation around that as well. Yes, yeah. Love to do that, Jerry. Yes. That'd be really good. This was super, um, super helpful, Love Languages, Jan. It was a great chat to have. I think it's, and hopefully with people tuning in and listening to this conversation, we'll have some takeaways to to actually go back home and go, hey, I've realised what language I speak. Yes. And what language do you speak? And let me see yeah. if I can speak your language and you can yeah. speak my language. And it's lovely recognition, lovely way. Of, and people do get quite excited about it when they start to begin to tune in. And it strengthens relationships, whether it's a couple or family members, even mm. family members, getting you understand your, your parents. Yeah, uh, wow. Understanding your children. Um, understanding your co-workers, yeah, right. you know, all that, those sorts of things. So a, great, a, a better work environment, uh, home environment um, and family of origin environment. That's awesome. And just to reiterate, those um, five languages are? Words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, physical touch and gifts. Gorgeous. Thank you so much, Jan. Thanks, thanks, Jerry. It's wonderful. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I've really enjoyed being able to have this chat with Jerry today. And as always, we would love you to rate and review this for us. Thank you. Bye.